Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all but feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey now all, I'm Joey C. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Sherpa. This is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me as always is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey Kelly. Hey Joey. What's shake of bacon? Oh, well, you know, these this wheel of the year thing is just flying by. It is. The the year is as if it's a wheel rolling down a hill faster Over and me. faster. <laughs> Twice. Right. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Indubitably. We're good. We're good. I, I just I've been up a long time. I started my first uh, I did a webinar this morning for uh the Mind, Body, Spirit UK people. And so I started at 7.30 this morning. Oh, <laughs> is that why? it's o'clock at night. Yeah, That's is why that why you'd little... have that um, IV of coffee beside you there hooked into your arms? Okay. Yes. All right, that makes sense then. <laughs> <laughs> now that makes sense. I wasn't sure what that was about. I didn't know if it had anything to do with uh, today's episode or with our guest here today, who is... Charlemagne Tremont, of course. Who do we have ever when we're doing the Wheel of the Year? She is the goddess of, of paganism. So, um, hi, Charlemagne. That's very kind. <laughs> Lovely to see you both and to be with you both today. And thank you for that very kind uh, introduction. She's always so, so, so delicate. She is you know? delicate. She it's is. Quite the difference from us. <laughs> yes. Yes. She, well, her language is delicate. She is by far from, she's far from delicate as a person. <laughs> she's quite resilient as a person. I, I know this. I've known her for a long time. So, but yeah, so she's always so cultured in her language, which is, is a far cry from you and I. Indubitably. We are. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> 
Where is our spoke on the wheel of the year tonight or today or wherever the people are listening? This is the one of the major cross quarter. Well, I'm sorry. It's a major quarter. It is the autumnal equinox, sometimes called Maybon in the Celtic traditions. And it is the second of the three major harvest festivals. The first one being Lamas, which we passed at the very beginning of August. And so here we are towards the second third of September, halfway between the biggest harvest, which will the end the last one is Samhain. And we'll talk about that later on. We'll, we'll just save all that for later. But, but today is the equinox. Also, you know, the marking of the point uh, where the sun is equal time, day and night. It is a still point of balance. And it's also not surprising that when we are entering this particular festival, we are also entering the sign of Libra, which is the scales of which is also balance. So this is another thing to note as to why that sign is where it is in the zodiac. Equal day, equal night, scales. This this balances with the vernal equinox, right? Vernal and, uh, well, vernal is usually the spring equinox. So yes, this is the opposite spoke to the vernal equinox. Indeed, yes. So equal day, equal night. So we are, the, those the two. The, the so that two, two is its own the, balance. Exactly, exactly. These two, and then they are crossed by the, two extremes which are the solstices which are in december and june so this is marking truly the beginning of the autumn season on the calendar the way we think about it in the agrarian society thought about it it's harvest time yes which would explain why i've gotten like six tomatoes off my sad plants so (laughs) it's very possible you know this is that time where it's that bitter sweetness of summer where it's doesn't feel like autumn yet in most places. It's still really warm. It's very beautiful. Um, If we're lucky enough to be in a place where the autumn colors happen, there may be just beginning. There maybe haven't been enough cold, cold nights to force those colors yet. But you're starting to get that cool evening air and you're really noting that the days are much shorter than they were at summer solstice. And we're feeling that. Shorter, yes. Cooler, no. Not in Virginia. I'm still praying for cooler. It was 86 degrees today, and I was thinking, wow, it's really cool out. (laughs) It's it's 86 freaking degrees, and I think that's cool because it has been in the 90s for three months. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this, this autumnal energy coming in because I could use some cool weather. I was just, I literally was just yelling to my husband across the house going, I need a fire. We haven't had a fire in our backyard in three months. I need a fire. <laughs> See, we, we don't say that here in California. We just no, no, no. <laughs> but we've been living under nothing but rain, so we can say it all day long here. No problem. <laughs> so, what are some of the workings that people can do during during this time? So, again, as as I was saying, this is the second of the harvests, and so this is more of the fruit and the wine harvest. So you're really bringing in a lot of the fruits that you're going to start doing some preserving. So if you're the type of person who loves to do that kind of canning and preserving, um, to be a practical person in the world, you might start to think about that. 
you might start really looking at your larder and thinking about, even though it doesn't seem like time yet to consider what we want for the winter, it is the very best time so that we can start to plan for it and bring in the crops that are going to be coming really to fruition now. And much like much of our personal work, which is coming to fruition now, if there's a last push that we really want to get in while we have the energy of the sun and the light of the day behind us and the light of consciousness with us, this is an excellent time for those types of workings. You know, this is this beautiful still point too, where it's a good place to take stock of where we are and what we really want to do as we acknowledge that we're moving towards the darkness and that the end of our cycle is coming. Well, and as we look at balances, I I think of this sort of as a balance to in bulk, right? Because we're planning for the winter now. And then in an in bulk, we're really looking again at the larder and saying, okay, how much do we have left? Or do we have enough to get us through the winter? Do we have to start rationing or are we, are we in abundance? Right. And some of in bulk is about that as well. Right. It can be certainly. And again, depending on where you lived and many of the pagan cultures that we think of in the European culture, particularly you would be doing that. Absolutely. Um, now you're really thinking about, again, you know, how much energy do we have left from the sun if we're thinking about the work ahead um, and moving towards the mystery? So in the Greco-Roman traditions, this is the time of the Elysian Mysteries, which is the most sacred time in that calendar, which is the story of Persephone's descent into the underworld. And we get a whole lot of very deep and very rich mythology at this time. It's also connected to, in some other cultures, the descent of Inanna to the underworld. We get a bunch of those types of stories at this time of year. And it's really um, very profound work to do, to really look at our shadow. Again, you know, as we've spoken of many, many times before, with proper guidance, with proper support, always. Always, yes. So um, the story of Persephone is, is we haven't actually covered that yet in our mythology series. And maybe I should put that on the list for coming up soon. Um, but those, those who have seen the Matrix movie have met Persephone, or at least I think it was Matrix 3, right? Uh, you met Persephone and Hades together in that movie and with the, the all-important uh, pomegranate sitting on the table in front of them, quietly holding symbolic space, right? <laughs> and so uh, we'll we'll go more into that mythology when we do it uh, as part of the mythological series. But, you know, uh, that story supposedly was the foundation for the changing of the seasons. And this being a changing season... Yeah, it's it's a really good timing for that. So if our listeners want to do a ritual at home for this, let's let's start with I I know you're the queen of of oils since we just did that that um that episode. Why don't we start with what would be some good oils to work with in this season? For this cycle, I would start to think about looking at oils that are going to bring, again, because this is a still point, and for many people, it's a time of catching up with themselves before 
big push to finish something. So an oil that can be very balancing at this time, I'd be looking at balancing oils, right? So lavender is an excellent, very safe, very easy to use balancing oil. It's wonderful. For those who get a little bit of a sad with the thought of summer's ending, I might balance again. I might use the orange in conjunction, sweet orange oil in conjunction with lavender to give a little lift to help dispel some of that sorrow at summer's end. So I'm right on point with my plan to make a lavender lemon cake for a uh, dinner that I'm having with friends on Friday. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> actually, that's wonderful. That's, and those things actually... If you, also if you sounds are, delicious. Right. If it does, doesn't likes, it? If you're a person who likes to cook, and lavender is generally a safe flower to cook with, and it, it blends beautifully with lemon, they enhance each other. It's wonderful. Now, one of the things I wanted to be sure to mention about, now that I'm thinking about this, is that um, the idea of consciousness also and thinking about how to work with it we're stepping we're in that point where if you think of the hemispheres of the brain like the hemispheres of the planet right both sides are equally in access they're both equally available to us at this time and we can really start to speak into the dreaming time with enough light to start working on use is a good time to start working on lucid dreaming so that we're ready to receive the messages of the dark time that's coming and the messages that the ancestors may bring us at Silent if we do that sort of work. We may want to think about really listening to and looking at what's showing up for us symbolically in our day-to-day world. Sometimes, yes, a cigar is just a cigar, but sometimes the thing that you see on your path is there as a messenger, and those messengers can be subconscious. And this is a wonderful time to start ingathering and going back through our journals to look at what were the messages that were dominant or very, very frequent over the summer months and how might we look at them as a harvest as we go forward, the harvesting of symbology, the harvesting of the messages of what the work for the winter may be. So doing a meditation to inquire about that is a wonderful activity for for Mabon, for Equinox. Well, and it's a great time to get still, right? A great time to be present to uh, to allow yourself space to be with yourself, especially with kids going back to school and all of the, uh, you know, it's usually this frenetic fly of energy that happens in September. And, you know, this is the perfect time to just like take a, take a time out right in the middle, right? Because, you know, Mavon falls on, what is it, September 16th? Do we know what, what the actual... Between the 20th, usually in the 23rd. 20th and 23rd, okay. So of September. So somewhere mm-hmm. in that range, right? So so with that, we want to, to just give ourselves a break, right? And just be still. And here's the thing. When, when you are dealing with a lot of issues from your past, when you have a lot of angst and anxiety and overwhelm, you tend to... Run, 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 run to keep yourself busy so that it doesn't come and eat you, right? So it doesn't come up and grab you. And it's it's more important than ever, especially with where we are in the world right now and with everything that's going on, it's more important than ever to just find a place to just be alone, you know, to be still, to not be doing, to be simply being alone. 
in the space. And if you can't do that inside of your house, then, you know, go find a tree and sit with your back up against a tree. And, and the tree will help you to ground. It will help you to find stillness because trees are still. And if you can't find a tree, find a rock. Rocks are really still, right? They are very good at that. The, the rock people are, are really, you have to slow down so much to talk to a rock, you know, and you just have to get so still and so quiet and so slow in your beingness to be able to make connection with a rock because they are so eternal that they are, it, it's literally like time moves slower for them. And so that that is a great way to find a point of stillness is to just try and talk to a rock. The bigger the rock, the better. Um, another thing I would say is that some traditions do different types of weaving of things that might be thrown away at harvest time, like corn husks or wheat sheaves after the grains have been harvested. Another thing you can do is make a corn husk doll or a wheat sheaf doll. And um, I recently, actually, someone else in, in your group had asked about that, and I just recently put a whole bunch of information. So if this is another instance where you'd like some instructional videos, I actually have that ready to go that I could drop in. For anyone who is interested in that, I could send that to you. But this is also a thing that happens right now is the thinking about the thanking of the earth for this bounty. That a really wonderful thing to do is to go pour libations of whatever is sacred to you. Water is sacred enough on this planet right now. We need water. We need to remember to bless and honor water. That when we enter autumn, autumn is often thought of as the water season from the elemental standpoint. So we want to honor the waters if you live by water. Maybe go make a pilgrimage and offer your blessings, offer your gratitude to the waters. And similarly, if you grow your own food, pour out some water to the land with gratitude, with blessings. And you'll find that in many traditions around the world, this is done at the end of the harvesting. And sometimes at this point, at the second harvest, where they're taking in the last of a crop at a particular field, they will go and make an offering um, sometimes it's a food offering for the answers also. The beginning of the ancestor worship in many traditions starts now. So you'll see that too. Well, and, and making an offering at the end of a uh, harvest makes sense because you're giving gratitude back to the earth in exchange for the harvest that she has given you. And, you know, if we look at the law of attraction here, giving gratitude to the earth is setting the the scene, if you will, for the new harvest for the next year. You're you're giving gratitude that this has been a good harvest, that this has been a good year. You're you're giving gratitude for the earth who continually offers up her gifts. And in that continuity, you are setting the expectation in that gratitude that more is coming. And that is, by definition, creating that cycle of more, right? That, that repeating cycle. As we step into the re- repeating cycle of the, of the Wheel of the Year, we're having this experience of, of seeing how we fit into the larger portion of, of things, into the larger picture, right? And, yeah, and to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I was going to say, and, and to that, I would say, you know, another thing about balance is, 
right relationship. We want to be in right relationship with the earth and all beings. So offering these gratitudes at this particular still point is very, very important. It's also a good time to think about our homestead and the cooking pot. And another great myth at this time is the cauldron of Caradwin, right? We start to think about, and we can talk again about food magic, right? Kitchen witchery. This is a good time to start thinking about those things again. And what is it that we want to really bless and take into our deep physical being and how we want to feed ourselves and feed our loved ones, thinking about our homes and having gratitude for our homes. As we know that this is when also the animal kingdom is beginning to start their harvesting and those who hibernate will begin their planning, much as those who live in northern climates will also do theirs. I, I just have to say, I read something recently that said that the average squirrel forgets where, they're ba- where they bury 80% of their nuts. And that if it weren't for squirrels, trees would not get planted. And, uh, you know, the, the 80% of the nuts they forget are the trees that get planted. They are the planters. They're, they're the Johnny Appleseeds, right? <laughs> you know, um, for, for, you know usually oak trees because it's acorns, but, um, but yeah, I thought that was really interesting. It's like, nope, they aren't the ADD forgetful ones of the world. They are the ones who plant the seeds and, and, you know, provide harvest for the future generations by accident, but on purpose, but by accident. (laughs) So, yeah. So if you, if you resonate with squirrel energy uh, because you're a little ADD, you're doing a service somewhere. I promise you. <laughs> so everybody needs to bury their nuts now and again. <laughs> so what else can we give people? You okay? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I, I can give you a few doing how Kelly recovers. Cause I, I, we just let that one slide. That's yes, awesome. exactly. Um, so this is also in some traditions, this is the first Thanksgiving. So you might have a feast. You might conduct a feast with your first, with this big harvest. You might look at the first harvest and the grain you took in at Lamas and now this fruit harvest. And you can think about the traditions of wine and cakes, right? Wine and cakes. And we're looking at the wine harvest is now. And then it sounds like Kelly's already going to make a cake. So you're right on time. I am. Um, yeah. So autumn, autumn equinox, we can look at, that is a way of honoring too the celebratory aspect of ritual and really gathering with our loved ones and celebrating the abundance of the season and really thinking about and maybe sharing some stories about all the really good things that we have experienced during the summer cycle as we move into fall right and again it's the way of seeding the stories of the future by honoring the present and the past which I feel is always extremely important and um, honoring the good, the beautiful, the true and the unseen forces that support us in all of our endeavors. Um, Really understanding that we're generating energy with all of these conscious actions in the now that will support us going forward. Thinking about the ancestors that we've had over time and all all cross-cultural cosmologies and motifs such as the Ouroboros, which is a snake that eats its own tail, if you're familiar with that, the serpent, really, that that symbolizes life rebirthing. And again, we're back to Persephone and the underworld and 
the going under to return again and again at this part before we end up with the silent cross quarter, which is really about the going under and staying under for a sustained amount of time. Part of the Eleusian Mysteries was this very brilliant gift of giving people the experience of the great return before going into a deeper dive. And we can do that with our meditation, as we were suggesting earlier, that stillness, that quietude. And if you think about it, so many people are like the average five-year-old. Sitting still is really hard. Quieting the mind is a big, big challenge. And yet there's so many riches to be gleaned if we can discipline ourselves to do it. It's sometimes the first step to quieting your mind is stop trying to quiet your mind because right. that often creates the most noise. Yeah. It's like, no, shut up, shut up, shut up. Exactly. You know, the idea of what Kelly had suggested earlier, and I suggest this all the time to people, is to go sit with a tree or a rock and, and don't sit there trying to quiet your mind, but just notice, do something the opposite, do an expansion, take in more appreciate more and you'll notice your breathing slowing down you feel more at one with your surroundings and you'd be surprised uh, the animals and other beings that will show themselves because you're being quiet you're receptive you can be with them in a way where they are comfortable with you and will show themselves to you more and this is just another skill in magic how can we do that so important and it helps us also to gather in ourselves at our center. <sighs> well, that sounds lovely. I can't wait. <laughs> so, you know, and, and people think that they have to sit for a long period of time. You really don't. If you if you just practice for like five minutes, just give yourself five minutes. If you can do five minutes regularly, then slowly over time, you will be able to expand to 10 or 15 or 20. But but if you try and sit for a half an hour or an hour in your first sitting, you're just going to drive yourself crazy. Okay. So just give yourself five minutes and then just do five minutes until you can do five minutes and then start to expand from there. Right. So, you know, for most of us, the the technology, we can't even go 90 seconds without reaching for our phones. So, you know, five minutes in today's world is a lot. Back when I first got started, 20 minutes was the norm. You started with 20 minutes because we didn't have this ADD world of constant interruptions and constant notifications and constant, you know, uh, having to be entertained at every possible moment. And so, you know, now it's harder to get started. So give yourself a break and do it slower, right? Just five minutes a day. But if you did five minutes a day between when you hear this and Mavon, you would be up to more than five minutes a day by the time you get there. It does not take that many days to get, get used to it, okay? So yeah, this is just, just an encouragement. <laughs> just an encouragement. So I do want to mention something. Uh, we have a special cover for this week's episode, and that cover was created by a friend of mine, Anna Zaharian, and she uh, created this episode cover that's called The Earth Goddess, and she's with Phoenix Eye Art, and she's given us permission to use it, which I greatly appreciated because, oh my God, her work is so amazing, and you have to go check it out. So we have a bunch of her stuff, uh, you know, her notes in the show notes this week. 
Uh, so you can check out her stuff there. She actually does custom photography sessions where she will uh, photograph you and do Photoshop to turn you into your goddess, the goddess that you are meant to be. And, um, or, you know, an image of your patron goddess as you, right? Um, and so if you are super excited about that, which I am, <laughs> she did it for a friend of mine. Oh my God, so amazing. And uh, I'm going to be having a session with her soon. Uh, so I, if, if that's something that appeals to you and you would like something to show you in your powerful self, then you maybe want to have a talk with her. So, um, but you definitely want to take a closer look at the cover because it's, it's going to be stunning. Yes. And now you mentioned, and we'll put it in the show notes, but for those who are driving and want to commit it to memory so they can check as soon as they stop, um, her, she is on Etsy and she has a, a shop on Etsy where it is Phoenix sense S C E N T S two zero one eight twenty eighteen. So again, also in the show notes, but you can go and find her on Etsy and just appreciate all the wonderfulness. Yeah. And she's also on Instagram uh, at the Phoenix Eye Art. Yes. So she's just stunning. So I just wanted to to make sure we mentioned that before we finished up, because you're going to be like, why does this cover look different? <laughs> It's like, because it's freaking awesome and it shouldn't have big three pictures. So that's why, because it's too cool by itself. Too cool for school, baby. Too, too cool for cool school. For school. All right. Do we have a Kellyism before we wrap up here for Maybon? No. Let's see. The answer is within. Get quiet and find it. There you go. There's your Kellyism. So don't forget to subscribe to the podcast don't forget to rate the podcast please 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 we we need more ratings that helps us get more more people involved please share the podcast with your friends and uh you know subscribe to the newsletter i do not <laughs> i do the absolute opposite of bombing you with a lot of emails i and you get like one a month from me <laughs> so um you know totally worth it to be on the mailing list because it, you get good stuff and you don't get a lot of crap in your mailbox so uh you can join that by going to kellysparta.com and uh, clicking on the, uh, you know, pretty much anything that you've got to go through. But if you download the batteries for empaths, you're definitely on the mailing list. So there you go. Okay. I'm not going to say anything because I'm getting quiet. (laughs) (laughs) So this show's, this episode's just going to last forever. I'm taking my time. I'm working on getting quiet. This is a show that never ends. It just goes on and on, my friends. All right. All right. I'll do the wrap up. Okay. Well, that is all that we have for this week. But be sure to join us next time as Kelly adds another chapter into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I am Joey C. here with Kelly Sparta and Charlemagne Tremont. And you are listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, everyone. Bye. Share with a condition Each mile I travel Over 13,000 now Spirit Trippa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under a Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to www.creativecommons.org. Any requests for deviations to this licensing should be sent to kelly at kellysparta.com. To sign up for or get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to www.kellysparta.com. This episode of Spirit Sherpa has been produced by Honu Voice Productions with post-production by Christopher Wright. Mm-hmm.
Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half, guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.